0: Conscious co-creators, welcome to a special edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I have so many amazing people that I want to bring to you that I had to actually do two shows today um, because this dear, amazing, wonderful returning guest um, was in town and I wanted to catch her to get her in studio because she is wonderful and you will see when I bring her on. First, well, I already used my quotes of the day. You guys know my quotes of the day from the universe and Abraham I already used them on the last show just earlier with Harriet. Um, So I got my blog post for you, which um, a lot of people have really been giving me a lot of positive feedback about my little blog posts that I include in the newsletter uh, twice a week. So I'm just going to read that off for you and see what you think of it. So sometimes we feel a pull in one direction or another. A certain project comes to mind and we feel drawn towards it. We have a vision of the future that is so compelling that we can't stop thinking about it. These are all signs that the future is calling to us. It is calling to us to fulfill a destiny, it is calling to us to walk a certain path. It calls to our soul to be who we are becoming. When the future reaches back into the past, it is sending a signal. It is providing a lighted path for us to follow. It already knows where we will will end up and is guiding us there. This is not about fate, but about possibilities. Deep in our core, we know this is where we are to go. Our spirit is whispering to us to awaken to bring our joy forward into the present, to make our lives an example of how to listen to our souls. That does not mean everything will go smoothly or that there won't be great challenges along the way. Yet, when we are on the path of our spirit's calling, there is a grace about it. There is a light that surrounds it. There is a peacefulness inside of us as we tread it. Not everyone will answer this call from the future. Not everyone will fulfill their vision. Yet the more of us who at least walk the path regardless of where it leads, the more it comes it becomes a greater reality, it becomes a reality for the greater whole. And our example will serve as a light for others who feel drawn to their own unique vision. What a world we would be in if we all just answered that call. And so th- this blog post was inspired by something a, a, a friend of mine said, um, G.P. Walsh, who's a wonderful teacher in his own right, that, you know, how when we feel drawn towards something, it's actually our future, our future selves calling to us. And that just kind of st- struck a deep chord with me, and I think my guest today is a wonderful example of that mm-hmm. now again, just because this the future calls to us does not mean it always goes the way we expect and that it leads the way we think. but it is my pleasure now to welcome to the show, Valerie Shepard, who is a number one best-selling author, a catastrophic stroke survivor, inspirational keynote speaker, university lecturer, and a certified laughter yoga instructor. (laughs) Ah, yes, we're going to have some fun today. Her passion is life mastery, which she teaches, featuring her four-step happy to be me process it's the centerpiece of her partnership with the university of california in irvine for a much loved and successful class called living 101 being happy and whole and her new bestseller living happy to be me and i'm holding it up for the people on our facebook live so you can see a copy of it nice big ooh, it's a kind of heavy book <laughs> um valerie was the 2015 winner of the evolutionary business council's unstoppable award the rock the life 2013 award enrich enrich, life enrichment award and what Yay. award and what's the most recent award show it off your medal
1: here's my beautiful gold medal that i just picked up the other day um Picked up on Tuesday night, which is yeah. a gold medal in the self-help category of the 2018 Independent Publisher International Book Awards.
0: Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, So she is no slouch. And as you know, she's a fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council, Yay. which is how we met. And I'm very, very pleased to welcome you to the show. Congratulations on your new medal.
1: Thank you, Sam. This is so exciting, like to actually be here. Like I've seen you, we've run into each other and hung out at EBC events, but to actually be in the place where it all happens is really awesome. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here because not next not well next show will be my next my show next week will be the last show in this space because okay. we're moving to a new location not very far away but we're going to have a whole new setup and it's going to be in a different environment so you get to help um uh, uh ring out the old because we've been in this space 8 years now Oh wow. Yeah. It's
1: ta- change is beautiful.
0: Yes, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And you are a living example of that, are you not? I mean, you've had some pretty serious changes in your life over the years.
1: Yes, yes. The latest one being the stroke.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And that was a, coming up on the third anniversary on June 5th. So next week, oh, it'll wow. be three years after the brain hemorrhage. Oh, wow. And. Uh, Boy, am I grateful to be here.
0: Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. So let's just give our audience who, who don't know you a little bit of background. You know, what were you doing and like where were things leading up until that happened?
1: So that happened on a day when I was leading a, a full day leadership workshop for a group of uh, staff and administrators at the University of California, Irvine. Okay. And it was around 2.30 in the afternoon. We had just finished a breakout session debrief and i was in the middle of the room because i walk and talk when i'm facilitating workshops and i was backing up and my right foot wouldn't move and um i didn't know that i was having a stroke from a blood vessel bursting in my head
0: um
1: but i knew something was wrong my body felt like i didn't know what and so uh we called 911 and um three days later i woke up in the intensive care of a local hospital and couldn't move my right side couldn't speak and it's just been a beautiful journey of a of kind of things unfolding and unveiling themselves ever since
0: wow who who was the author who wrote uh, a stroke of insight
1: jill Bolte taylor jill
0: Bolte taylor so she described like her experience being a brain researcher and having a stroke Uh, was that anything you could relate to or was your experience very different from hers
1: well, I definitely did not have the, uh, the benefit of years and years of study as a neuroscientist. Right. So for me, it was just my foot wouldn't move. Mm. I didn't understand why mm. um, I felt woozy. I wasn't having classic symptoms. I, don't, oh. I couldn't feel my face wasn't drooping. There wasn't oh. the classic symptom. I just knew something wasn't working. And then the nausea. As the blood pooled in my brain, there's this intense nausea. So that ah. was the first thing where it was kind of like, okay, now I'm really getting sick. And they couldn't even move me. The The ambulance got there and the paramedics were uh, saying, she's not stable. We can't move her until oh, we get really? this vomiting under control. Yeah. Ah. And so we dealt with that. Meanwhile, this vessel is pumping, you know, every heartbeat, it's Ooh. pumping blood into my brain. Yeah. So uh, when my mom got to the hospital uh the neurologist basically said we are waiting for the bleeding to stop Mm. if the bleeding doesn't stop we're gonna have to do craniotomy because we've got to let the pressure off the brain and um it's just a waiting game And and he told her where what floor the chapel was on
0: Ooh, ooh. Mom, you must have been really scared. Actually, come over here for a second. (coughs) Valerie's mom is actually with her, and I just want to bring her over for a second. So I want you to lean into the microphone and say hi to the audience.
1: Hello, audience. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you.
0: So you must have been kind of scared when this happened to your daughter, weren't you?
1: Actually, the worst words I've ever heard in my life were, notify her other next of kin because she might not make it through the night. That was...
0: Wow! Wow! That must have been something. So, Valerie, you said lucky
1: you, for me, I didn't know all, any of that was that happening. happening.
0: But you woke up three days later. You obviously must have been in a coma of some kind, right? And 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 once the the doctors kind of talked to you and kind of gave you the picture of what had happened to you, what was kind of your first thought?
1: Um, the first thought was, uh, I. I had tried to talk, and I, what I was saying was coming out in gibberish. Ah. And so my first thought was, wow, I'm a speaker and a teacher and a healer, and I can't speak.
0: Ah. And then the
1: second thought was, well, if Stephen Hawking can do it, so can I.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So that quick, like even your, your, your next thought, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Because you had basically built your life upon... Being a public speaker, facilitating groups, you know, working with uh, not just in academia but in in corporate, corporate world. Right? Yes, yes, I, right. did, I did
1: teachings and trainings and workshops for corporate universities, and I was a corporate vice president for a long time. And so, it what came into play at that moment, you know, your future self calling you at that yeah. moment was for me to get even deeper into embodying the stuff that I teach. Ah. So that, And your previous guest said it beautifully. We are not our circumstances or our bodies or our conditions or what's happened to us. And when we are able to rise above, like I call it transcending and including. So Mm. I'm not ignoring the fact that I had a stroke or pretending that it didn't happen. I'm transcending it and bringing my spiritual self into a circumstance where my human self has a, a lot of stuff going on. Right,
0: right. It sounds like you must have had a lot of things sort of preparing you to be able to face this situation in that way. What do you think really gave you the ability to to approach it and say, "Hey, I'm having this experience, but wow, you know, like I'm I, it, I, I can face this"? Because a lot of people would just like curl up and be like, "Oh my god," and
1: be yes. in terror. And I wouldn't say that every day has been rosy. Of course. Um, I would say that it's it's not an intellectual process. Mm. So uh, when you get to the space of embodiment that I teach, where embodied action is, you don't even think about it. It's like Mm. how you brush your teeth, how you put Mm. your pants on, how you drive Mm. your car. You don't stop and think, okay, put the key in, turn Mm. it to the right. You just do it. Yeah. And so when you're into the space of practicing something and wearing it as mm-hmm. you, you walk mm-hmm. in that energy. Mm-hmm. When you do that, there isn't a moment where you're going back and forth between, oh, I know how to do this. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> no, you're just doing it. So I never had, to me, there never was a moment where I had to think about doing it at my higher consciousness. I just was doing it there.
0: oh. Uh. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, It's time for us to take our first break. Um, And so when we come back, um, let's talk a little bit more just kind of about the journey and what brought you to writing your book, Living Happy to Be Me, because that does not necessarily sound like a book someone who just had a stroke would write. So we'll, we'll let's talk about that journey. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, a special broadcast. Um, and if you have any questions yourself, please type them in the comment section of the video or call in on our 800 number, 877-480-4120. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc.
3: 24 hours a day.
0: Welcome back to a special edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity with my guest, Valerie Shepard. We have some comments on the Facebook Live. Oh, great. Sharon Saylor.
1: Hi, Sharon. It says,
0: two of my fave people. Congrats, Valerie, on your book success. Thank and, you. And my friend Eugenia is watching from Uganda.
1: Oh, He's blessings, wonderful... Eugenia.
0: And Lynn Morell is uh, Hi, on Lynn. the Live with Dr. us. Dr. So Lynn. Thank you. Yeah, hey, thank you all. Welcome. Okay, so... You, 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 how long were you in the hospital after having the stroke?
1: A week. A week. A week okay. in intensive care and then three and a half weeks in, um, uh, what do you call it, um, live-in... Uh, rehabilitation. Rehabilitation, yes.
0: And now, now obviously when you have a stroke, it, it's a neurological, so it affects the body, it affects the mind. What aspect of it was most difficult for you to deal with?
1: Uh, having my whole right side shut down. Oh. So I couldn't walk. I mean, I really couldn't move the right side of my body at all. And actually, when I went to the um, rehabilitation hospital, I thought I was paralyzed forever. Ah. So I went there thinking, okay, they're going to teach me how to live my life as a person who's right side, and I'm right side dominant. So Oh,
0: you are. You're right, and a right. lefty. Oh, geez. So <laughs>
1: my whole right side doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And in fact, but then another joke came. So I thought, this will be funny. So they're going to teach me how to use a wheelchair, and then I thought, well, if I'm only if I'm only wheeling the chair with my left hand, I'll just go around in
3: circles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's going to be a really
1: interesting thing for That's them to great. teach me how to do that. Um, mm. But that was it. That was the hardest part. Once the speech came back, and the speech came back without any therapy whatsoever. Oh, really? It dropped in all at once. Oh. One day, it just went the like the fourth day I just went boom I started talking and then I just started talking sometimes to me it sounds like I'm slurring my words I still have all kinds of stuff going on Mm -hmm. um but it's it's amazing
0: yeah no you're it uh, I mean for somebody who's just three years recovering from it, from an outside person to me you're doing amazingly amazingly well um okay so Now, when did this wonderful book, Living Happy to Be Me, come about?
1: It's a wonderful story, Sam. I mean, the book Mm -hmm. took me several years to write. And it started out as not a book. I never sat down And said I was writing a book. That wasn't what happened. And in fact, I convinced myself all the time that I didn't know how to write a book. Like there's a way to write a book and I don't have that training, (laughs) right? So any author out there, if that's you, stop it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So
1: um, it started out as a free report. It was going to be 30 ways in 30 days to have more peace, love, joy, and freedom in your life. And when my girlfriend and I, Um, Sat down over some tea and started writing the 30 ways. It all of a sudden became like 80 ways. And I was Ah. thinking, okay, maybe this is not supposed to be a free anything. (laughs) It's supposed to be something bigger. And so I went internally and just asked. And,
0: And how long ago was that that you sat down with your friend and did that?
1: Seven years.
0: Seven years. Okay. So you had your stroke like halfway between now and then.
1: Right. No, no. Yeah. The stroke was three years ago. Right. Yeah. right. So, um... Amazingly, I just started. Okay, we're not going to have that as a free report. I did something else to be the free thing, and then mm-hmm. I just started playing with what wants to come through in order mm-hmm. for this work to be a complete work. Right. And so I put my story in it. So I was I was working with a, a coach on how to get my unique story into mm-hmm. words and out. And so mm-hmm. that's in there. And then the rest of it was, it's really a distillation of a multi-year journey of awakening and raising my own consciousness. Ah. And so the four step process that I created was me sitting down saying, okay, I've spent thousands of dollars going to Mm. all these different (laughs) coaches and workshops and retreats and this one and that one and reading this book and this book and this book and that book. There's a through line. There was something that I felt Mm. like they were all saying And so I distilled it into the four-step process and then read some more and added some more. And that's where the book came from. But the book doesn't even mention the stroke at all.
0: Oh. It has nothing
1: to do with the stroke. Did
0: did you finish the book before you had the stroke? Yes. The book was
1: supposed to launch in August. The stroke was in June.
0: Oh, my God. And so the book launch
1: was X'd out Mm -hmm. and put on hold for a year.
0: Ah, okay. So it was actually done before the stroke and then there's the, the publication of it went afterwards. Ooh, we got another comment on the Facebook Live. Dr. Lynn says, love, love, love your show. So happy to see you and Valerie talking about what's possible. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Lynn. Love you. Um, okay. So you have the stroke you know lots of things you're you're you're, you know you have to take off from work you get lots of plans you have to put on hold for a period of time when you started to say okay time to get back to life let's rebuild let's plan out what's going on what was your focus initially what was the thing that was like most important for you to get back to
1: Okay, so I want to talk about that get back to life thing first. Okay. Um, Because people ask me in different ways, and people said in many ways, you'll get your life back. Hmm. Um, And I have always felt through this situation that that's not what I'm doing. Uh Um, My life never stopped. Yes. Um, My life is my life, and in fact... Uh, The first one of the first things I did after this after, you know, getting walking and doing things again was I spoke at the Evolutionary Business Council global meeting Mm. eight months after the stroke. And I opened my talk saying eight months ago, my life expanded to include the experience of a catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke. Mm. That's all. So my life is just a collection of experiences and my responses or reactions to those experiences. Mm. So I've just been able to embrace as much as you know possible at any given moment. Some days it's more beautiful than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dynamics that the stroke has offered me Mm. Um, the dynamics. One of the most important ones for me, an NCAA division one conference champion, track and field athlete (laughs) to see myself as more than my body. Body. Uh. Okay. So our lives are happening for us. And when we can connect the dots and go, Oh, this is helping me deal Mm. with the fact that I didn't see myself that way. Oh, this is showing me that I'm more than what I thought I was. And so the stroke has given me an opportunity to really use my life as a demonstration of the principles that I teach, Mm. that you can rise above any circumstance. And also for me personally, just to see how the truth is really unfolding in my Mm. life at all times.
0: So was that the greatest gift of the stroke for you knowing like this, this really strong experience that you are not your body?
1: Actually, the greatest gift The Stroke has given me is this opportunity to talk more about how the principles and practices Ah. that I teach can unfold in hearts and minds and create a ripple effect of peace, love, joy, and freedom.
0: Okay, great. So
1: that's the best part.
0: Awesome. And I never
1: thought I would talk as much as as I am about the stroke. I actually there are times when I'm like, I don't want to talk about the stroke, but then right. I get messages from angels and in my meditations that are like, be peaceful with it. It's okay. Oh,
0: cool. Cool. And and you had a strong meditation practice before all this happened and you yes. continue with that. Yes. I'm I'm just curious personally, is there a difference to the quality of your meditation before and after?
1: Um the quality of my meditation before and after the stroke is the same there are days when it's really deep and amazing Mm -hmm. and there are days when it's like I cannot stop thoughts and I cut the meditation and write down some notes and go back to the meditation. There are days Uh, when I wake up and I'm like, I got to meditate. I don't want to, you know, I want to go eat or something. So to me, it hasn't changed at all.
0: Uh, Wonderful. Ooh, some more people on the Facebook live, Uh, Swami Tirtha. Welcome Gary, Vincent, Kevin. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Swami says, hi, Hi, Valerie and Sam. Joy, joy,
1: joy, 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 joy.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's Swami for you. Yes. Okay. Um, So, so, okay, so let's get into the book. So, so what are the four principles?
1: So they are the four step happy to be me process. Step one, wake up to the truth of who you are. You are way more than you probably have been taught way more than you think you are. And in fact, it's not a mental process anyway. So get beyond the human self and go to a different level. Number step two, shake up and release everything that is not in alignment with step one. So when you know the truth of who you are, if you're doing stuff, being stuff, saying things that aren't in alignment, you got to change that because yeah, right. you're out of integrity with yourself. Right. Step three right. is make up a new story of you in your life. So if your life is really revolving around who you're being, not just who you're what you're thinking, but mm-hmm. who you're actually being, mm. then you have to be different if you want your life to be different. Right,
0: right. And step
1: four is take up the reins and go live it. And that is what are the practices I need to keep going on and who are the people I need to have in my life in mm. order for me to keep unfolding into this new experience of mm. me. Mm.
0: Now, this these principles were were something you taught before the book came out, yes? Yes. All right. And 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 what kind of response had you gotten before the book when you were doing your workshops and coaching people and working with people? What 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 kind of response did they get to this?
1: The response was what made me like gave me added comfort that the book was necessary. Uh. That people were telling me I haven't had it all come together this way wow. so they might say you know i've heard some of this before like in the step yeah. two where i talk about forgiveness and like mm-hmm. give forgiveness practices and people have heard that they're more than just their human selves right. but there was a dynamic in the book that helped it all come together so right. it got a lot of um uh, the the principles and practices have always gotten a lot of uh really deep connection people mm. say to me It's really deep, and it's what I was looking for, and it's really helped me go higher. I always talk about higher, you go deeper so you can go higher.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, like a tree, right? The tree's roots Roots. grow deeper so the tree can grow higher. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to unpack those four principles and kind of touch upon each of them and of course if anyone out there has questions or comments please continue to post on the facebook live stream in the comment section or feel free to call in 877-480-4120 our guest this hour is valerie renee Shepard, author of the book living happy to be me dancing your soul light style and we'll be right back after these messages
2: you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com.
3: Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, a special edition awakening humanity with my guest Valerie Shepard, author of the book Living Happy to Be Me, Dancing Your Soul Light Style. Okay, I want to ask you about the subtext. Dancing Your Soul Light Style. What does that mean?
1: Yes, yes. So the to me the the depth of this work is about releasing yourself from Heavy ideas of who you are, heavy ideas of how the world works, heavy ideas mm. of struggle, strive, prove, work hard. Like, I gotta work so hard. Yeah. No, like when we release ourselves from those, which th- they're not the truth of the universe, they're right. the way a lot of people believe. And we look, it looks like that's the truth, right? Um, it's can heavy, it feels heavy. I mean, right, the light right. style is all about when you know who you are you can transcend and kind of sail above as my grandmother used to say stay above the fray Ah. so you can stay above all this gnashing of teeth and hatred anger uh, frustration below and so the lifestyle is releasing yourself from the heaviness in your Mm. life and it's different for everybody right
0: right, you know releasing
1: yourself from that stuff then you are able to be more fluid and to um lighten up and let go or lighten up from letting go
0: right right i want to get back to the four points but i have another question for you so you had a sounds like you had a fairly spiritual background for a while like where did that come from did that come from your family did that come from sort of your own life path where did your 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 sense of spirit in your life come from
1: my sense of spirit in my life is really related i think to my life path okay uh at age 13, my grandmother gave me my first copy of a little book called The Daily Word, uh. which is produced by um, Unity, of, mm-hmm. uh, the International Unity. Uh, they have a prayer group, a prayer uh, ministry and mm-hmm. churches all over. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a really powerful tool for me. And at in my adolescence, I sort of got sick of organized religion mm. i don't say it's wrong or bad for other people but for right. me it was problematic for right. a number of different reasons mm-hmm. but the spiritual aspects of believing in a higher power mm. believing that i am held somehow mm. um, believing that i am supported and when i say how higher power i don't think of the deity as a you know anthropomorphized human kind of person with a long beard i don't have that relationship (laughs) with the divine Uh, but still feeling like there's more to my life than what i might be able to see and describe and understand with my five senses and my intellect like there's more going on and Mm. and throughout my life i used to say that i was living a charmed life Mm. and never really knowing what i was saying when i was saying that but believing Mm. that there was a a force laying out little yellow brick road path for me and all i had to do is keep stepping on the right path like keep stay on the path and i would say a prayer you know that I'm stepping on the path that you would have me follow. Grant me your peace. And I would just keep doing that. Now, that doesn't mean my life was all rosy. There Mm -hmm. were all kinds of things that weren't a part of a perfect life. Um, And I've never really felt like that's the promise. Mm. Um, I do believe the promise is you are happiness, you are peace, you are love. It's how do you remain connected to that and breathing that and flowing in that no matter what else is Mm. showing up.
0: You, You know, somebody told me about how they had gone down to Brazil to the Amazon and they went to some village of of one of these relatively isolated tribes and stuff where they don't have electricity they don't have running water and he said though there is an incredible happiness within this Mm -hmm. tribe right they don't have all the modern conveniences they don't you know they they, they don't have movies don't have all that stuff but they were just happy and to me it's like when a group of people just living in nature like that are just happy That, to me, shows that happiness is our natural state of being. And it's sort of we lose touch with that the same way in modern civilization, we lose touch with nature.
1: Yes, I agree. And in fact, why did I um, take up laughter yoga? Ah. Because laughter and and there have been studies about this and there have been, you know, some things that said that the way the data is is um shared is not exactly true so Uh, i won't get into the exact data okay but that adults laugh for for a magnitude understanding let's Mm. say young children laugh 300 times a day
0: right
1: right adults may laugh 30 right so those aren't necessarily the numbers but that's the magnitude of difference right
0: right the quantum level difference yes and
1: so you think about that what why is it that we've lost touch with this aspect of ourselves that's always there yeah um that could bring such lightness of being right into our experience
0: yeah i remember the first time i met somebody who was a laughter yoga instructor he was a very skylaraji very very cool character um and he said something like that it was like you know average adult laughs five times a day and children laugh you know the 300 400 500 times a day or whatever and 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 i like thought about it and and when you think about it really it's like as adults, how many times do we actually laugh during the day? Like, how many times do we stop and we see something funny or we have a conversation and we laugh? It's not that often. Right. But, but when you see kids playing all day long, they're laughing all the time. You know, it, it, like you say, it's not that important what the numbers are. Just observe and look at the difference, and it's amazing.
1: And I think for children... It, it like it just seems like it bubbles up and comes out of them. Like right. we adults seem to have an object. We have to have an object of yeah, laughter. It has yeah. to be a joke or a funny story or you know something funny. Then it triggers a laughter. But children right. seem to just be connected to that joy place yeah. all the time. And the truth yeah. is, your inner child is still in there.
0: Oh, well, They're absolutely. They're
1: crying to be let out. And so and one that's of my the favorite the truth pra- of who you are. Right? Yes, it's the truth of who you are. <laughs> so one of my favorite practices. Is, is play and laughter. And that oh. even as a corporate executive, I wanted more of that in my teams. I think yeah. innovation comes out of that. People who study play say so much happens in the space of play, really yeah. just let go and play.
0: Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And they say, like, play is essential for children because that's how children learn. And I kind of sometimes get a little concerned because I see so many parents who have their kids scheduled up the wazoo and they have you know, they have to go to, to, to soccer, and they got this class and that class, and this extracurricular activity and that extracurricular activity, and they got all this homework. And I'm like, when do the kids have just time to play? And I, and it really concerns me that children today do not have the time to play um, that uh, a lot of people did when when we were younger.
1: Yes, and this this thing about uh, conf- kind of confusing. Organized sports or organized activities as a form of play—I'm not so sure I buy into that because the organized nature of these things, having been an athlete for most of my life and a cheerleader and all these different things—the organized nature brings an added level of pressure, stress, mm-hmm. um, belief that you have to do it a certain way or do it at a certain level for it to be good enough. It—it it kind of is great in a lot of senses but when it comes down to the pure joy available in play i'm not so sure that's happening all the time
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i'm 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 looking at my phone cuz i see swami uh posted a comment and i'm having a little bit of trouble uh, connected to my video but he said that the amazon tribe he visited uh when when he went down to the jungle that that every morning they woke up and laughed for 10 minutes
1: yes yes
0: yeah, yes so true.
1: hallelujah and amen to that
0: absolutely absolutely um okay so the truth of who you are if we were to distill it down and we don't have a lot of time and i want to try and get through each of these a bit more the truth of who we are what is the truth of who we are and is it the same for everybody?
1: Yes. Okay. We are one in that, right? So mm-hmm. we are all fragments of this one master um, entity, organization, essence. In my book, the M.E., in Living Happy to Be Me stands for Magnificent Essence. Ooh,
0: Magnificent Essence. Oh, that's why the me is capitalized. Yes, that's why it's capitalized. So
1: people sometimes think it's like egoic, but Mm. I actually talk in the book about my journey from the egoic me, the lowercase m-e, to this spiritually enhanced me, which is Mm. the Magnificent Essence. So the the heart and soul of that is that we are all breath, fragment of the divine. I believe that's what's meant when the Bible or other... um, religious texts call us image and likeness Mm. that we are more than our human bodies that our bodies are just a vessel an earth suit a traveling um, container for the soul that we are for that magnificence that we are that needs to live in this this dimension Um, so the essence of us is pure love it's unconditional love not romantic love pure unconditional love it's the center of peace it's total joy
0: no wow okay wonderful wonderful okay and shake up and release what are we shaking up and what are we releasing
1: we are releasing and shaking up the stuff that has gotten over top like a barnacle covers the bottom of a boat right, right. Mm-hmm. so when you scrape the barnacles off the boat is still there and right. it may be beautiful right, right? so it, this is already still in you but the barnacles so the the Um, example of a barnacle in us is the conditioned patterns of response that we have the Mm. conditioned patterns of thinking about ourselves Mm. i'm not good enough and some of these may be subconscious we may have been oh yeah a lot of
0: it probably yeah
1: so things happen when we're younger and we take away these ideas about ourselves Mm. we take away the situation happens and somehow how we dealt with the situation tells us something about ourselves Mm. and so we Build our lives on these ideas that are subconscious, mm. um, but they're not the real us. And when mm. we are able to see it, like, oh my gosh. I thought I really liked this, but the reason I really like this is because I believed I had to because of Mm -hmm. this situation. Mm -hmm. So it's actually negative patterns of conditioning that we are continuing to play out most of the time subconsciously. So if you look at any of your knee jerk reactions, Mm. they're probably coming from a place that you have lost control, lost touch with noticing what's going on and then consciously choosing how you're going to respond to it and you just go into reaction right. i'm just reacting right
0: right right. If
1: something happens i react
0: right I, I i think of it in terms of like we're all these bright shining diamonds within mm. ourselves and there's all this mud caked on it and as we kind of clear off the mud then that diamond begins to shine brightly again and that's the the, the essence of who we are and and also what you said uh, i just um, I'm going to have an opportunity to meet Lynn Twist in, oh. in a couple of weeks. And I was just watching her video the other night, and she was talking about living a different dream, like dreaming a different dream, and that it's because the the dream, the mass dream right now in, in Western civilization is so about consumerism and, and everything else, that that's why so many things are going crazy in our environment, and we have to change that dream and that as we change that dream, it changes sort of these how we show up. Like, what is the dream for us in our life? And how are we showing up in life in this new dream?
1: Exactly. And the new dream that I'm calling people into is an individual dream that then creates a collective consciousness, a reverb yeah. throughout the world. So a lot of people, and I, I my favorite group to work with right now is college students. Uh And so a lot of them grow up believing they're on the planet to give. Mm -hmm. And I very quickly help them understand giving is really awesome. And you have to be the recipient of your giving first. So you have to give yourself happiness. You have to give yourself love. You have to give yourself joy. You have to say, you have to acknowledge yourself yeah, you have to yeah, trust yourself yeah. then when you're filled up you're in a better place to Absolutely. to help others dream the dream that is going to help change yeah. their world
0: great great okay believe it or not it's time for us to take our last break of the show but we still got two more uh, two more two more uh, steps to get through so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity a special broadcast and we'll be right back after these messages <laughs>
2: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?
3: Alternative.com
0: Welcome back to a special edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity with my guest, Valerie Shepard, author of the book, Living Happy to Be Me, capital me for Magnificent Essence. Essence. Yes. Okay. so we got through the first two. Third step, make a new story. This one really appeals to me because I know like how we feel about ourselves is all about the stories we make up. About what goes on in our lives.
1: Yes, yes. And we tell those stories over and over and over and over and over and over over. and over and over and over and over. and over. And they just anchor us in sometimes and many times things we don't want. Yes. And so there are two aspects really important to telling the new story. One is make yourself the star and the writer and the producer and right. the director. Like right. your life is supposed to be about you yeah. in your life. Yeah. It can have other people, but so many people are building their lives on the other the people person. that right. they're kind of an extra and yeah. they don't want to be an extra. So that's the first thing. Make yourself the star, the centerpiece of your story of your life. And then the second piece is to like really, really get into it, like make mm. it, make it magnificent, make it an epic story, not mm. a little story. So how can yeah. it be bigger, bolder? Like you said, dream a new dream, but dream fanciful, dream in yes. color, have sparklies, <laughs> you know? like really get into yeah, it. Yeah, Make
0: it juicy, exactly. make it sexy. And delicious, and juicy, delicious. delicious,
1: sexy, fun, yeah. out of this world, adventure filled, yeah. laughter filled, like make it magnificent, yeah. like the essence that you are.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all made up anyway, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. why not make up something that really like lights you up?
1: Yes. And when you know that your life is bound by the universe, right? The mm-hmm. laws of the universe are operating operating 24 7 365 yeah. whether you like it or not know yeah. it or not understand it or not just like gravity works for you so does law of attraction law of reflection law of gratitude law of resistance so when you're making this story make it something that the you you want the universe to reflect back at you yeah so that's where the magnificence comes i anchor in my magnificence here it's got to show up right. out there
0: I, I always like to add when i come up with something this or something better yes because I often like to say, sometimes the universe has a much better imagination than I do.
1: Yes, yes. And we don't necessarily know how it's going to be different.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: if we're open to like, yeah, I think I want this kind of car, but yeah. we're open to the magnificence of the car showing up in this kind of car.
0: Right. Awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Like it, it's the... the What, not the how, is what's important, right? It's when we limit the how things come to us, we make it very tough for the universe to bring us our our dreams. But when we just say, you know, I just want like more happiness, more joy in my life, it can show up many different ways,
1: right? Like, absolutely, a catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke.
0: You never know. That's you right. Never know. There's a
1: lot of joy in my life that wasn't there before the stroke. Oh. so you don't know. You don't always know the form it's going to come, and some of the forms you might go, "What on earth would I need that for?" Yeah. But if you really open yourself, not but and if you really open yourself to see all the beauty inside this situation, that you're like, "Why would I want this?" You yeah. might say, "Wow, I wish I'd gotten that earlier."
0: Yeah. Sooner. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And step four, step four, go live it,
1: go live it. So this is the embodiment step. So this ah. is the the what I teach in this book is not a read the book once and you're done. It's mm. a life light, light style, meaning mm. you put it on forever and ever and ever. You keep practicing mm. it. I've got lots of people who write me notes and say, your book's on my bedside table because I pick it up and remind ah. my things about it remind myself things that are in it over and over and over so taking up the reins is what's a practice that Mm -hmm. anchors me in where i'm going instead of Mm. where i've been that Mm. turns this into an embodied expression of the highest version of myself Mm. so that i can live that in Mm. my life Mm.
0: beautiful beautiful and you know it's not necessarily going to be easy right away to go live it it's like you said a practice which means we have to practice living it
1: And you might be practicing for the rest of your life in different ways. So people sometimes say to me, I feel like I've already dealt with this. Why is it coming up again? And it's that back to that higher, deeper principle. You may have peeled off the first layer of the hurt or the wound or the Mm -hmm. anguish. And the universe is saying there's more for you here. Would you like to go deeper so that you can go higher? And in that case... Um, The the sooner we can get out of resistance to it and say, okay, this has come to teach me something for Mm. me, about me, from me, for me, to me, and go for it,
0: the better off we are yeah I still I love that I can't get over that phrase again go deeper so we can go higher because it so embodies like this life's work of getting to know ourselves and the deeper and deeper we peel back the onion layers of like all these experiences and programs and even sometimes generational things that we're carrying in our DNA that we're not necessarily conscious of that as we become more conscious and more conscious and we unpeel it and unpack it that we can really go so so deep and that depth really helps take us to new heights
1: yes and sam i really do this this idea of deep we hear people say you know it's not that deep beyond the surface A lot of times people stay on the surface of their Ah. lives and then they wonder why things aren't changing because you haven't gotten down. I call it with my students, the iceberg, like Mm. the the part of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic wasn't what they could see. See, It was what was hidden very, very deep Deep. in the water, several layers below the hull, the the surface surface. of that ship. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with us. Sometimes we have to go way deep. And I have students say this all the time wow, I had no idea that was in there. Yeah, But the gratitude of knowing, like there's nothing worse than going through your life and seeing things happening and not realizing they're coming from me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm setting up the reverb that is bringing Mm -hmm. that into my life and then how to fix it, how to change me so that my life reflects the change that Mm. I'm making.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So you teach this class called Living 101 in College. Yes. I always wish I had a class called Me Living too. 101 in College. Yes. Uh, are you still teaching that? I am, and oh, it's expanding. Wonderful. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Do so, tell.
1: Uh, I'm in a partnership with the University of California, Irvine, a fantastic top 10 school in the United States. Yes. And I teach Living 101, Being Happy and Whole. I've been teaching it since actually before the stroke. Ah. And um, it's just taking off. So uh, the students I teach under it started with just undergrads, and now mm-hmm. we have undergrads and grad students. Oh
0: wow! Wonderful. And
1: um, it started with 101. We now have added a 102, which is uh-huh. called Happy and Whole Practicum, mm-hmm. and we really focus on practice, practice, embodiment, embodiment. Mm. We are planning um, an event called the Wholeness Palooza. Uh, Ah. as a a weekend (laughs) immersion sort of fun event. And then I also have submitted a pretty big grant to the University of California Office of the President to create a Life Mastery Certificate Program that can be expanded in a digital format across the nine campuses of the University of California. Oh, wow. And then the last thing that we have coming right now is in the fall, I'm so excited, we are opening... It's called the Life Scholars House, which is a freshman residence hall. It'll have 55 students Mm. and they'll spend a year with my two classes and then other things that we'll arrange in the house to go into this study of self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love and the other life mastery concepts Mm. that I teach in the book and elsewhere
0: wow oh my god beautiful so you really do dream big don't you yes
1: yes Yay. yes i say world domination and people tell yes. me world domination that doesn't sound so nice and i say well if you're gonna <laughs> dominate the world with love peace joy and freedom honey bring it on
0: absolutely i'm with you i'm totally with you yes let's dominate the world with love peace and joy sounds great to me and the students they're eating this up they're they, they are it. they open
1: to it yes and i get some amazing like literally, it's, it's hard for me to understand still, but like in the third week of class, I will get some amazing testimonials.
2: Wow.
0: I've had
1: students come tell me I've been on antidepressants since I was a ninth grader. And now I'm talking to my doctor about whether I can get off them or not.
0: Wow, um, Wonderful. I've had students
1: tell me I've been depressed. I've been dealing with situations that I can't figure out. And now I get it. And the, mm. the most important and powerful thing for them is seeing how much... Uh, I don't want to say control, but how much superiority they have in their lives mm. to get above the circumstances that they think are coming from outside them that are holding them down.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's the end of the show. I wish I could have you here for another couple of hours. Yes. I think we could keep going forever. Um, Living Happy to Be Me. Where can people find it?
1: So here's some really exciting news. Um, the Kindle version of the book mm-hmm. launches tomorrow. Ah, awesome. And you can go to getbook.at mm-hmm. forward slash living HTBM, Living Happy, happy to, to Be, be Me.
0: me. getbook
1: Getbook.at living HTBM for the Kindle version it's 99 tomorrow and then it goes up to 4.99 after that.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And it's available the book itself is available. Yes, on the hard Amazon. copy
1: is on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble, it's available at my website happytobeme.net.
0: Uh-huh. And if people and is that where people should go to find you?
1: Yes, yes. There's a contact us uh, link that you can get in touch with me through the website.
0: Wonderful. Well, Valerie, thank you so much for coming into the studio today while you were here. Congratulations again on your medal and all the awards that you're getting for the book. Yes. I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you, Sam. I love being here with you and many blessings to your audience and your team.
0: Yes. And thank you all for tuning in. Jonathan, I see you just tuned in. You missed the show. You got to go back and watch the replay. (laughs) But thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for all the great comments. Love you guys all. And next week, tune in. I got another wonderful guest on my show at my normal time, which is 12 noon to 1 p.m. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Mom, for coming in studio, too. We'll talk to you next week.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, this is Bruce Chalmoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach, Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics, including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world, right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative
1: Network.
2: At www.talkingalternative.com Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative
0: Are you a conscious co-creator?